listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 81215, no do. And uh, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. And you can email us in the old-fashioned way. Let me stay in my arms. Uh, through the Absolute Radio website. Um, dub, dub, dub. Yeah. As they say in the Scouts movement. Dib, 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 they do. Which is D-Y-B, 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 which stands for do your best. Oh, is it? Mm. Oh, right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I got chucked out of the brownies. I didn't yeah. get chucked out. I elected to leave. Okay. Mm. I threw a tennis ball at the brown owl and it hit her on her posterior. Wow. That's all. See, you should have got points for that, really. For <laughs> if that, she... It wasn't a World Cup. Oh. If it had been a brownie-based um, fate of some kind, that would have yeah. probably... Yeah, if she'd have had um, circles drawn. Mm. But I find... I don't know, I've known a few rotunda arcalas in my time. <laughs> I'll bet. They won't take a target. <laughs> I've turned up with the coloured chalk, they will not take a target in the um, in the dairy area. Dairy area. Dairy oh. area. Mm. The dairy area, of course. We have some of our listeners. Again, <laughs> and the top of the morning to you. <laughs> um, so, yes, here we are. I'm, uh, I- I'm, I'm glad to get out, I'll be honest with you. Are you? Why? I moved house this week. And it's <gasps> Frank, how was it? Apparently, it's one of the. Uh, yeah, when, why do people say congratulations? Because you've got you. a new house. Oh, okay. Not I because I've that. survived the move. Well, well, well I think it's because well. you've moved to a slightly better postcode. Well, so have I you? read um, a list of the most traumatic things that you can do in life. Yeah. Is one of them work on this show? Um, <laughs> wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> um, work on this show and make a mistake. <laughs> I think. Um, I think that. Um, hey, where is Charlie this morning? Or not? Hasn't she recovered? From one simple uppercut. <laughs> um, Work on this show and not laugh. Um, <laughs> what's it, what's that? Stafter. Yeah, Stafter. Oh, yeah. Stafter. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, the traumatic experiences are obvious ones like bereavement and mm-hmm. par- and yeah. um, partnership splitting up and oh, yeah. stuff, and then. Moving a house was right up there, yeah. top five. People get really angsty about it. And I thought, that's ridiculous, and then... Uh, do you agree now? I do. Really? I think it's probably right. What was the most stressful about it? Well, <laughs> it, and all its itness mm. was quite bad. Um, I can't find anything. I, I didn't. I couldn't clean my teeth for uh, 24 hours because I couldn't find a toothbrush. Oh, Still like Birmingham in the 70s. You not move near any shops? <laughs> Um, not near enough to tempt me to buy something I already have. <laughs> really? Yes. I, probably, I buy about four toothbrushes a week, probably. You do? Yeah, just because I'm travelling and I forget This is a reverse, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd have thought you'd... The one person who'd back me on holding out for I find that toothbrush would be me. Turns out you'd you're... Have you been right. doing um, toothpaste on The one, the one area of your extravagance. <laughs> when you say buy, do you mean they came free in an airport kit? <laughs> or I ask a hotel to bring one up, yeah, if yeah. I... You, you still know. have to pay for that, don't you, when not, they bring one up? Oh, not anymore. No, it's gone like Wi-Fi. Some of them are doing them for free. <laughs> okay. The fact that you two even know that makes me sick. 
I've okay. spent a lot of hotels. Well, this shirt, I've had this shirt on for four days. I can't find a shirt. Shut up. I have. Sleeping in it as well. He's been sleeping in I'll it. I'll tell you something. Can't I'm, find his pyjamas. I thought you'd had a lot of starch on those collars. I'll be completely <laughs> honest with you. My girlfriend, uh, Kath, for new, um, she, she slept in it two nights ago. Because <laughs> she couldn't find anything to sleep in. I expect she looked rather sexy. I like, you I know, think a woman, woman looks a nice shirt. in a man's shirt. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. But, but this shirt... I put it on the... I thought, I cannot find another shirt, so I put it on this morning. You know, you go down into the armpit area. Mm-hmm. I found that the left armpit, well, it actually weren't too bad for four <laughs> days' wear. The right mm-hmm. one is in a terrible state. <laughs> right. How did that happen? Well, you're right-handed. Is that what it is? More well, exertion. I'd have thought it would get more air. Well, there was that game of tennis you played in your full suit as well, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot about it. Oh, yeah, I guess I did a half marathon on Thursday. How big is this new house that you can't find any shirts in it? Well, I'm coming around for an inspection later, so I hope things are a ship shape. Yes. No, well, they they sound a bit like ship shape. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not that. No, it's, um... 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 Sorry, I've just been given a note that doesn't mean any... make any sense at all. I like them... Probably because it's in Sanskrit. Oh, I no. like a removal men. Do you know, once an ex-boyfriend of mine actually told me to stop flirting with the removal men. He said, if you'd stop flirting, maybe they'd get their job done. Oh, blimey. He was right. I was. Fl- I love a mover. Do you? Yeah. It's one of my fantasies. <laughs> OK, we'll come back to this. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Meanwhile, over at your gaff, yeah, I have it's your rules. Your Sorry, gaff. I just reached across for a fade then and the the up the right armpit sort of a. Uh, it was like you know when you just you know when you just put the fork under the compost oh, heap and get. Oh no! It, it went a bit. I felt a bit truly madly deeply. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Well, we had yeah, it, was, it was it was the standard move. We arrived on and we hadn't completely finished. Um, the stuff was still coming through the door when we had a close friend come round mm. and uh, tell us how dangerous the area was. Oh, no. Which is, um, isn't that the standard procedure when you move into an area? Oh, no. Including an anecdote about a woman having her finger cut off in order <laughs> to attain a wedding ring. <laughs> oh. So, that, so Kath now wants to move out. No point in unpacking. <laughs> yeah, just I, leave it I all I would say there. the area, but if that's, if that's now classed as inner city... Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Quite an affluent area. Oh, it'll be fine, Frank. Pay no attention to these. Well, David Patel lives qu- quite near, and, and I don't think. Yeah, but nevertheless, it's still a good area. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean, he's, he's never told me any. Uh, he's never been. Uh, I, I think if he got mugged a bit. Do you remember that Jack? There's a famous Jack Benny sketch. Jack Benny's American yeah. comic, and um, he was known for being careful. No. Um, with his money. I feel like I might be on the same bit of the Venn diagram as him. <laughs> I feel, yeah, so I you feel probably, like both this of you would, are. This would work with you, but this was a, <laughs> a sketch where um, you see him walking down a bloke steps out of some bushes with a gun and says, you have money all your life. And he just stares at him, aghast, <laughs> and stares and stares. And the guy says, you have money all your life. And he says, I'm thinking. <laughs> 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 anyway, we're there now. We can't move this week. Mm. So uh, it would be all right. And I was woken at one thirty-four this morning by, I'd say, the biggest acid burp I've ever had in my life. <laughs> what, oh. did you, uh, what did you have before bed? A scotch egg or something? I, well, I don't, <laughs> something I don't really have. Playing havoc with you. I had um, cheesy mash sandwiches. Before bed? Well, you know, for supper. 
cheesy mash. <laughs> Do you know cheesy mash? You can get it um, in the in the carton from uh, yes, Martin's but I've never had anyone have it as a sandwich. Yeah, well, it's. Uh, I felt I needed carbs. I needed, needed well, a carb. You certainly got them. Carbicide. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's been a difficult week, and Nelson Mandela died, which is terrible. Oh, I know. Terrible news. Um, so that was very sad, mm. and I, I have to say, I, I was very sad that he died. I oh, one of my obscure crushes was Winnie Mandela. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I always thought she was gorgeous. She, got, you know, she got fabulous. She's got those piercing eyes. Yeah, and the pneumatic figure, and her own football team. She was like the dream. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dream woman. Dream woman. When you put it all together, it is the package, oh, man. isn't it? Yeah. She, and, and when they got divorced, it was a bit like a lot of men currently now. The news that Rachel Riley isn't wearing the wedding <laughs> ring has sent them a bit excited. Even though the chances of them, you know, marrying Rachel yeah. Riley is slim. I had that when they got. I thought we never <laughs> met. We were in there. We never. Fate never threw us together. <laughs> Um, Funny that. I, I wasn't in prison in South Africa. <laughs> and and her team wrong. never played West Brom. So. No, <laughs> just as well, really. <laughs> I think they were... Uh, I think the, the fans are all right. <laughs> the team were... Yeah, but I did. But, um, oh, yeah, we all, we all love the husband, didn't we? Yeah. One of those men lucky enough to be able to say, I love my country, without uh, feeling terribly <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> so he will... Yes, we mourn him on the show. Yeah. But, um, oh, the acid burp. I'd never had it. I felt like I'd bitten into a ancient what, Egyptian did it, scarab. Did it wake you up? That's no way to it talk about that. It woke me up in the middle of the night. One thirty-four a.m. Oh. My father-in-law sometimes sleeps sitting up in a chair deliberately because he knows he's going to have one. So he, he'll say, "I'm going to have I've, one of my gushers." I haven't had. Oh, oh my god! god. god. So oh. Sleeping up, sleeps upright. Oh, I hate uh, the human body. Sure, he's not on about human that big bodies. woman at number thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I haven't had one, I think, for like twenty years. An acid burp. Why is the human body so horrible? It makes me ill. I like sometimes. the idea somebody's just tuned in. The human body him. makes you ill sometimes. <laughs> I guess it does. I, I haven't had an acid burp for 20 years. You know, some commercial radio going, do you remember Pop-Tarts? What happened to them? <laughs> this is the weirdest reminiscing. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. <laughs> no, maybe you're right. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Where were we? Well, 635 is pointing out that it would never have worked between you and Winnie. Winnie Skinner sounds so wrong. You're right, Winnie Skinner. <laughs> Yeah. That's a good point, in fairness. Hello, yeah. Winnie Skinner. Can I help you? Yeah, you're quite right. We're a skinny winner, sounds brilliant. There's a few of them. Well, that would have been my name had I got married. In, in the marathon business. <laughs> had I married the late Michael Winner, I hope that would have been my name. Yeah, certainly a nickname. Mm, I would have loved it. That would have been good. Well, skinny winner. We've heard something else from the outside world. This is from Adam Fitzgerald. Oh, He's yeah. talking about... This is the wrong point in the show, but judge ye not. I'm not going to change this name, Ran, or you, or you get Adam Fitzgerald <laughs> and Gerald Fitzadam. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about your sign-off at the end of the show. My sinus. Your sign-off. Oh, yes. <laughs> he says, Dear Team Skinner, my wife and I listen to you every week here in Hong Kong. Oh. Yeah. I think you're a bit Hong Kong booey. <laughs> yeah, I've never <laughs> seen a better guy. Oh, we got that wrong, didn't I? It was. It oh, was. Yeah. Never seen a better guy. Is that what it was a great shame for you. Is that what this email's about? We were what was it? Never keep a good man down. Lyrics no. of Hong oh. Kong booey. <laughs> Number one super up. guy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Bigger than Sand the human Sandy eye. Sandy War is miming through the <laughs> arrow oh, window. Oh, Sandy War, we love you. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, number one super guy. So, Adam says, I should never keep a good man down. That says a lot about me. <laughs> yes. um, Adam Fitzgerald says, last week it transpired that my wife, who has only a rudimentary grasp of European politics and all things biblical, falsely believed your weekly sign-off to be if the good Lord spares us and the Greeks don't rise, thus conjuring images in my head of Frank foreseeing the possibility of a large anti-government riot in Athens. Mm. Yes. Well, of course, it's not out of the question with their economic situation. No. no. That's there you go. That's the politics out the way. Yeah. Oh, enjoyed <laughs> it this week. Also, funny you Oh, we're still on air, you say. Funny you should mention that your uh, pre-bed snack last night was uh, cheesy mashed potato sandwiches because yes. um, beating you to that was uh, uh, an email we've had from Dave Gregory um, on the subject of... Remember we talked a few weeks ago about food shame, food that you eat... Are you only eating in front bit, of other people? A bit hidden, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hello to you fine broadcasters emailing from Australia. Uh, a couple of weeks ago you were discussing eating of unusual kinds of food. It prompts me to uh, share a shameful but regular eating habit I had. You know Smash, fake mash? There was also the lesser known Mr Mash, yes. which was a little more flaky. Mm. I was once so oh, lazy yes. and poor that I'd keep a bag of either brand, <laughs> whichever one was on special, by my sofa bed and would cook, in inverted commas, <laughs> said fake potato extract <laughs> globs in my mouth. <laughs> Forcing oh. spittle into my cheeks and mould it around <laughs> until lukewarm mash formed in my enlarged cheeks. A couple oh. of minutes did it, and voila, <laughs> mash in my mouth, swallow and repeat. Can you think of a more sad and desperate eating act? A glass of water was necessary after a few mouth mash sessions, but it proved an energy energy efficient method of sustenance. Yeah. Um, a rags to oh, I'm now a moderately successful thirty five year old li living a full and rich antipodean life where I use actual potatoes and conventional cooking methods to make mash. How yeah. far he's come. That's nice, not like, but, you know, I really <laughs> miss the, the old I days. don't like the sound of Mr Mash, or whatever it's called. What was it called? Well, that's it, Mr uh, Mash. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. like The flakier yeah. version of uh, yeah. Smash. I think that's brilliant, isn't it? Because um, you, suddenly you're utterly self-sufficient. You become your yeah. own microwave, yeah. as it were. Yeah, and his mouth is the bowl as well as... The, yeah, the eating. Yeah, he's cooking in his mouth. He's using it as some sort of meth lab. His mouth is the bowl. <laughs> is if ever I start a band, I'm going to call it. <laughs> Frank, why are there so many bubbles in your barley water? Well, I'll that's the question. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that when we're off air. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just say, he still writes. <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. I was, um, you know, I um, go to um, a, a local hairdresser's, which is a nine quid a haircut. Big man. Yes, I can see that. Big man. <laughs> <laughs> Moved house, nine quid haircuts. Get you. And, High uh, roller in this week. I went there and uh, I want. I like to tip because I think it's a nine quid haircut. And I've always thought I'm quite a generous tipper because what I do is I make it up to 12. Really? That's a twenty steady. That's a, that's a, no thirty three percent tip, mm. which is you oh, know. Oh, there's going to be mass purists texting in saying, "Well, it's not quite or something." Well, you know, it's rough. May I point yeah. out you're still tipping three pound for a haircut? Yeah, I yeah, but I'm, for a nine pound haircut, I yeah, tip I, I tip twenty for a haircut. Tip twenty. Pounds. I can't tip them twenty for a nine pound <laughs> haircut. Yeah, you'll seem mad. Five pound to the hair washer. 
20 to the uh, stylist slash colourist. But I had a different... This whole conversation is making me feel a bit <laughs> ill. Um, how, c- can I just say that... If it's, That's if a the, pit stop you're having. If the, if the haircut is £9, they're essentially saying, we want a pound. The, it's, you just round it up. Yeah, Round but it, it used to be. This is my problem. It used to be mm. seven quid. Right. And then I'd give them a tenner. Oh, so you're locked into. A when it went up tip. to nine, I thought, well, am I going to tip them less now? Yeah. It used to be seven quid. I, it ends up I'm going to pay. <laughs> when was that during the peasants' revolt? <laughs> I, I, it's about two. I think I announced it on air that I'd gone in and there'd been a bit of um, customer um, disgruntlement. <laughs> <laughs> um, they won't be seeing me here again. Uh-huh. Nine quid haircut. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, so I had in my head twelve quid, yeah, you know, with three quid there, and then I had the twelve quid in my head, and I thought, oh, well, plus my three quid tip. So I had a different woman, a woman I don't, I don't normally have, and I, I, I got it in my head that I had to give her twelve quid plus the three quid. So I gave her fifteen quid. Oh, oh my goodness, a sixty-six. <laughs> Oh. 0.6. <laughs> 0.6. I'm calling it a Catherine Jenkins percentage. And the trouble is, she was quite an attractive young uh, French woman. And oh. I wonder if she thinks all oh, this middle-aged man's got a bit overexcited and given me an enormous tip because, uh, you know, he, it's been such a thrill for him. <laughs> so I, I didn't feel I could go back in and retrieve it. No, you can't go and wrestle it back off. It's that. really nagged at me. Has <laughs> it? It's honestly. Do you want your money back? I just I thought I, I, as as the cockerel's facial expression suggested, yeah. three quid is a is a. a I think that's plenty. And especially that's if they've set their price at nine. I think, set it at nine. I've given them. 15. I think if you're having those sorts of haircuts, I've been that's a fine. four. I've been a damn four. <laughs> having those sorts of haircuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what sort is that? Nine, nine quid, pounds. Nine quid haircuts. <laughs> Well, I, I've had a similar thing with the local car wash to me. It was 12. I used to pay 15 and say, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's gone up to 15. So I, I, I did it the other day and I, I rounded it up. I, the car was filthy, so I, I gave mm. them the full 20. Can I tell you, I cannot go into a car wash without singing uh, hula music. <laughs> as soon as I see the cleaners... That must be nice for them. You know, when the cleaners start <laughs> going, those things... <laughs> Never managed to get through. It's one of my uh, one of my compulsions. Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, can we talk a, a little bit about Boris? I'm quite a fan of Boris, our mayor. Yes. Oh yeah. When I say "our," I refer, of course, to the London area. Yes. Um, some of our listeners are not in London, but that's okay. They're all God's children. Indeed. Um, Boris Johnson, he's done a bit of it. We were talking about Kanye West, and you referred to it as a sort of jump leads, I think you called it, which I rather like. Yes, it's a thing about where your your thought goes directly to the, the lips rather than go through the filter. Yeah. Mm. He didn't think his statement through. I'm not sure that's true of Boris. Oh, no, do you think so? Either. That's I think interesting. I think it's a calculation. Oh, yeah. lovely accent. Thanks. Um, he, well, what he said, let me know what you think of this, because he said, he was talking about um, people with low IQs, and he was suggesting that's why people didn't succeed in life, was as a result of their low IQs. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm hearing a little groan from... I'm not sure that's what he was suggesting. Okay, tell yes. me what no, you're saying. No, pray continue. I will come back to my uh, my various points. It's <laughs> only question time. <laughs> it's, it's reporting the news. Lady in the um, <laughs> orange jumper. <laughs> 
He also came out with some slightly Eric Cantona references about shaking the cornflake packet as well. Did you hear this? Yeah, I like that. Did you like that? Yeah. I didn't quite understand it. Can you explain it to me? Um, well, if you shake a packet of cornflakes, <laughs> some of them are going to find it easier to get to the top. I think that was what he said. Which ones, though? Well, whichever ones are near the top, I think, was I his thought point. That, wouldn't oh. the lighter ones go to yeah. the top? Oh, maybe, yeah. We've got lots of um, physics people. Yeah, that, is that today's texting? Which conflicts go to the top, according to Boris Johnson? Well, I could probably nip next door and get the answer to that now from Sandy Wall. Yeah. <laughs> probably, yeah. But then he, imba- he, um, he ashamed himself. He, yeah, okay. he embarrassed himself because he failed a live IQ test. And I watched it on the webcam. Oh, was it? I think that's deliberate. Yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't have the figures. They did that thing they always do. You know the man, Nick Ferrari, I think? Yeah. No, no. Not Nick Qureshi from <laughs> IRN News. <laughs> No, Nick Ferrari, no, no for padlock on the fridge one. Okay. And he, um... Nick Correction <laughs> IRN News. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> he, um, he started asking him questions. He was a bit, you know, when they asked the mayor, he said, oh, so how much is a single tube fare then from Angel oh, to that, London Bridge? That, that thing. He started going through his papers. He said, look, mate, um, this is Boris called him mate. He never said mate. He said mate four times. You know when they get stress posh people oh, and they say, mate? Yeah. yeah. Mm. He said, look, mate, this isn't relevant. Oh, it was, though. Well, the price of the tube fare is relevant, isn't it? Mm. But IQ Good questions job. are somewhat it's, it's, irrelevant. It's, it's, it's so what do we think about IQ tests? Manchester. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he still, he still pines about it. <laughs> See, I hate IQ tests. Yeah. Who does those things? I had to look, <laughs> at, I had to look at some of the questions and there was yeah. one like... Okay, it, the day before the day before yesterday, and I just thought, <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't be bothered to think about it. <laughs> That's exactly it. The thing with these questions, there's so many of them where partway through you lose the will to read the rest of the yeah, questions. I don't <laughs> need so many of them. That I don't like need that. that score, you know. It, it, oh, <laughs> also, man. I find my spatial awareness always lets me down. I can do the words, but I'm not good at that. Just but generally, though, if someone said to you, oh, if you met someone in a bar and you were chatting, they said, yeah, actually, I'm a member of Mensa, <laughs> would you be yeah. impressed by that? And would you think no. what kind of a <laughs> bothers to join? Go, just bothers to do the test. Yeah. Sorry if any of our regular readers are members of Mensa. But, but read a book instead. Or pay attention yeah. at school. Read some stuff you can talk about. What do you, how can you use these <laughs> in life? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, oh, here's one for you. The day before the day. Shut <laughs> <laughs> off about it. It's often get to, off me. It's I told like... you before. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't know who you are. Frank, can I tell you who has IQ? Don't get me wrong. I love, a, I love a riddle. <laughs> you like a quiz? I'm not anti-riddle at all. <laughs> you love a bit of a, my first is in, don't you? Oh, I love that. You yeah. love my first is my in. My first is in my fish, but not in fowl. Oh yeah. Oh, they're the best. Frank, I always think high IQ people, it's always footballers in Brit Eklund, people like that, isn't it? Dolph Lundgren. They always say, oh, I've got a high... Oh, Dolph Lundgren, has he got high IQ? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Vorderman's quite big in Mensa. How is she? This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Hi, we've had a in from a barber. Oh, Read yeah. the, the tipping oh, situation. Good. He says, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I just opened our barbers in Chesterfield, not okay. to be named. I respect him for that. Yeah. It's I'm probably for the free ad. It's probably only one barber in Chesterfield. That's why it doesn't oh, need yeah. to plug it. Mm. First customer it's called the barbers. First customer of the day, number three all over. Okay. Really mm. bad morning. I have three around the sides and uh, tick a little bit off the top. That's where I have. Right. Mm. 
he's also added really I, bad. I, I, I say that because if if I die looking a bit shaggy, you know what haircut to give me as part of the spruce up. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> a lovely conversation. Before my, if you're gonna, I mean, if I, it's hard to know how things are going to go, but if I am laid in state. Mm. It's uh, it's number three all the way around and a little bit off the top. I mean, not many commercial radio shows use it as their opportunity no. to do a living will, but it's nice that you <laughs> do. <laughs> exactly. We're going to itemise yeah, your you whole why. new house contents no, as well while you we're You know here. why, Al? What? doesn't want to pay the legal fees. <laughs> um, is this legally binding now, this show? I think it is now. OK. Anyway, <laughs> can we go back to the barber in Chesterfield? No, I, I want to. It's not the first time I've said that. Uh, so this customer's had a number three all over, really mm-hmm. bad morning breath. Proceeds oh to cutting his hair while awkwardly listening to you talking about the tipping situation. Oh. Brilliant. Now, he is not a known tipper, but after his seven-pound haircut, he left the whole ten pounds. Boom. Now we're not sure if it was the pressure from you or the fact that it's Christmas. I think it was probably pressure from the fact that me, a self-confessed frugal person, admitted to tipping, and uh, <laughs> well, and I this person's that. thought I seem to, to think your, atti- your attitude to my three quid tip was that you were aghast. No, but don't I think try and should, rewrite no, history. I think you need to round it up to the nearest sensible number. So okay. it was obvious. A well, I, I like to think that we contributed a bit to the yeah. barber in just refer- Yeah. Yeah, do you think we get a commission on that? Like in I show don't business? want commission, I just want him to spend it wisely. <laughs> don't use it to get men's um, um, forms. <laughs> don't do one of those... Have you ever done that, those online IQs? I did of course test- I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? As soon as you put your name in... Of course I haven't, like it's a matter of course. As soon as you put your name into an online <laughs> IQ thing, a thing should come up and said, you are not intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> and then it should go black. <laughs> should go black? Yeah, because who? Who wants? <laughs> who needs that kind of? Or maybe people who I don't know. Maybe I can understand. Maybe if people didn't pay enough attention at school, and you know things have worked no, out so know, that they feel they want judge. some sort of badge of intelligence. You don't meet. You never hear anyone say, "Oh, I met uh, blah blah." Did that? He's a bright. He's a bright guy, isn't he? <laughs> You're saying this thing the day before, the day before <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> you never say that. You'd say we was talking no. about, and he had, you know, he had some interesting views. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what you said. He you said, would... my first is in fish. Oh, but then I would think, <laughs> OK, he's a bright guy, and also he's a riddler. <laughs> Extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. Which is would a good thing. It's a button. shame that's dying out, the riddle. Riddling. Okay. You can use this show to bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Bring back riddling. What was that old Oh, I like there? the Sphinx riddle. Oh. It's, 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 uh, what is more powerful than God, more oh. evil than the devil, oh. the, the um, rich people need it mm-hmm. and poor people have got it. The answer's not going to be in the commercials on this station, is, is it? Is it the controller of Absolute Radio? I, I, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing a riddle cliffhanger. Okay. Oh, my goodness. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Now, pre-news, do you remember, we were, you, you gave a little riddle. You left us on something of a cliffhanger. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's an impromptu riddle. When uh, I say cliffhanger, I don't mean Cliff and his discontinued calendars, uh, more which pa- I'm gutted about. Yeah, mm-hmm. more powerful than God, more evil than the devil, the rich need it and the poor have got it. Uh-huh. Well, we've had some uh, attempts at an answer. Okay. Four zero zero, nothing. Okay, what's the other attempts? Three two six. 
Nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, the answer is nothing. I don't understand Nothing's it. more powerful than God. Nothing's more oh. evil than the devil. The rich need nothing and the poor have got nothing. Oh. <sighs> don't you love a riddle? <laughs> I'm Especially sure I love that one. It's got a Catholic tint that you wouldn't (laughs) go for. Just a bit. There's some presumptuous um, theological (laughs) aspects of it. (laughs) But, you know. Riddles are so much better than IQ tests, Frank. You're right. I also like its generalisation on the um, financial differences. If you're rich, you need nothing. If you're poor, you've got nothing. Mm. It's an old riddle, though. I mean, you know, I don't know. I've got a. I, I take um, the the journal Contemporary Riddle, and I I don't I extraordinary find, subscription. They're rarely really, as good I've got as that the, as an app now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're rarely as good as the classics. Oh. I get riddle alerts. Oh, lovely! Yeah. We've had an email from Mike as well. He says apparently barbers get a lot of customers in the days before Christmas who they've never seen before and never seen again. These gents are avoiding giving their normal barber a Christmas tip. Oh, I'm sure course. the two of you will be aghast at this frugality. That's amazing. Oh, that's a good trick, <laughs> isn't it? Risk a ba- trick. I suppose they think I'm going to be wearing... Yeah. Uh, I'll have the paper crown as well, Christmas Day, so it doesn't matter if it's a, <laughs> if it's a rough old <laughs> <laughs> Terrible haircut. Well, the barber earlier uh, from Chesterfield wanted... The barber of Chesterfield, yeah. I think the musical is uh, <laughs> coming out next week. <laughs> he uh, wanted to know if we tip more at Christmas. Well, over to you two, because um, well, I'm accident- sure I know what the answer will be. Accidentally, I yeah. did. But no, I wouldn't normally tip at Christmas in case I... Uh, There's a a great variety of races and creeds in the um, barbers I go to. I wouldn't want to offend them by um, (laughs) imposing my religious ceremonies on them. Oh, really? But you do declare your riddle, your Catholic riddles. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, you can opt out of that easily. (laughs) There'd be people, there'd be... If Richard Dawkins was listening to this, he'd say, not for me, this riddle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's fair enough. I I I respect his right. To uh, to opt out of that. Would you like to take a wander into email corner, Frank? Oh, I thought that was going to be the proposition I've been waiting for for fifteen years. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Email corner. There you go. Where are we? Well, we have an email which I I like the title of straight away. Hi guys and doll. It's a good address line, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Guys and doll. Yeah, I get it. Love it. it. Yeah. Love being a doll. Just a quick pun. Surely the Japanese liberation rapper... Now, let me, let, me, to... let me stop yeah. you there, you yeah. new readers. Um, we Someone sent in uh, this information. That mm-hmm. we, I was talking about the fact that um, when I was in Japan, I found that the, the women in particular were very touchy about their... Mouths. I thought it's because uh, there's a lot of overcrowding in the in the tooth area. Mm. Um, but they, when they laugh, they cover their um, yeah. face mouths with their hands, and and apparently it's, it's a sort of cultural thing. And someone uh, texted in to say or emailed in to say there's such a thing as the liberation wrapper, where you can have a burger mm. with a smiley face on the wrapper that you can eat, and it, and it obscures your mm-hmm. mouth. Mm. And I I suggested that this could be called a um, a beef burger. Beef, beef burger, that was my theory. Yeah. Just a quick point. Surely the Japanese liberation rapper shouldn't be a beef burger, more of a Big Mac. See what he's... Oh, yes. Mm. He then adds, that I'm the out. Phil, 2781. OK. Um, it's not Tom Daly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> well, we'll come back to the Liberation Rapper. Occasionally I have to play music, and when it's my music... Can we come back to Tom Daly? Um, if you oh, like. I love that video. Um... <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about the um, the Liberation rapper. Yeah. Yes, we were. And um, so, what was his? The Big Mac. Big Mac, as in like a, a quote, yeah. I suppose. A cover, very covering. Mm. Big mm. Mac. I think I think it's good. I like it. Okay. Is it? Can we move on to the next? What one, about please? the the Shogom assassin? Oh, that's good. Because it stops people showing their gums. And Shogun Assassin is a Japanese. Yeah. A good, slightly sort of um, oriental theme, which I like. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I like that, Frank. Fine work. It's a great gag. Now I'm in the Liberation <laughs> Rafa. Great gag. <laughs> great gag. Secretly <laughs> comes around the mouth. Okay. Is it time for email two? Yes. Well, it's an email, but it's from 131. Because mm-hmm. that's his identity now. We okay. know him better via his text moniker. Dear Frank M and Alan, a follow-on from the reader on last week's show that dresses his daughter. I also dress my 16-month-old daughter. Do you remember we were talking about dressing? Yeah. What did he... He sang... Um, I, uh... I... I, I he said he'd lean on me. He said he'd lean on me. Yeah, you did lean on me. Armin. And he said he'd arm in for he put his arm in the sleeve. Yeah. So, one, three, one... A uh, little bit more controversial. <laughs> he recites the name of Armin Mivers, the German cannibal. Oh, the German cannibal, yes. When her little arms go into the sleeves. Oh. She always cries. <laughs> the only time I don't do this is when I say the name of Armin von Roon, a fictional character from Hermann... I'll probably mispronounce this, Frank. Wook, is it? Hermann Wook's The Winds of War. Oh, I know The Winds of War. I didn't know that's who wrote it. Really? Very fine book, an 80s miniseries starring the lovely Ali McGraw in her prime. <laughs> fabulous, <laughs> fabulous detail on this. Also, it's not surprising Frank follows the teachings of Herr Freud as he's not a young man anymore. Excellent. Oh, <laughs> good work. I um, I do. I think I said that when I take the a top off of my son, I say, um, skin the rabbit. Yes. Skin the rabbit. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know if... Uh, I mean, Mivers would have skinned the bloke I met in a bar last night. <laughs> Not quite as much fun, is it? <laughs> We've also started um, this uh, w- this whisker thing. Is that if there's anyone in any of his books, this mm. is my son, uh, Bars. Oh, yeah. Um, if, if there's anyone in any of his books that's got a beard, mm-hmm. I say whiskers, and then he rubs my chin to... Feel the whiskers. I better oh, not yeah. try that with Brian Blessed when he comes over. <laughs> no, he could lose a hand. Armin. <laughs> oh, um, but now he started, uh, he'll go around the whole room, um, whoever's in there, and, and do the same whisker check. Oh, I better do my waxing today. Yeah, yeah. it can cause tension. Some yeah. of the, some of our female guests <laughs> <laughs> suddenly sitting in very upright so he can't reach. But um, yeah. So that's a good one, whisker search. <laughs> That'll be a Channel 5 programme before we know what's happened. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I need to talk about my official duties, which I did this week. Well, I went, We'll play a long song if you want. Well, I went to my goddaughter Honey's school play. And I have to say, well, she'd asked me personally. I'd had a personal request from her. Lovely. Yeah, I'd had a text. 
Um, I went in full heels and designed a gear because you know what I thought. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to let her down because mm-hmm. I know that's very upsetting when you're a child and the significant adult in your life turns up looking like one of those Elton John Birmingham mums. I didn't want that. Yeah. Well, I um. When you know when I... your mum wears horrible clothes and you think, oh no. Mm. Yes, I know when my mum wears horrible clothes. <laughs> Uh, I um, when I was when I was confirmed. Um, it, this is another Catholic thing. My brother we used to have a sponsor, and our Keith was. Um, oh, what about our Terry? I don't know what it was, our, but it was our oh. Keith anyway. And he was um, he was um, very dashing in those days. He had a sort of Scott, yeah. Scott Walker. I think he was one of the first men in um, the West Midlands to have long hair. He, he hasn't cut it still. <laughs> Still uh, long, Keith. This would be uh, 68, yeah, 67. It hasn't cut it. It hadn't reached. <laughs> and uh, he looked like... Uh, he did. He, he looked very dapper mm. and um, very 60s. And and I got quite a lot of kudos from the kids. Yeah. After, you know, it's your brother in a band mm-hmm. and all that. I said, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you got to make... Because lying then was... <laughs> It's all right, wasn't it? Lying there, it's allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you said you had a sister. You invented yeah, I inv- a sister. I invented a sister. Um, in case you don't know about this, I invented a sister. Um, a younger. You had an older sister, we should say. Aunt I had Laura. an older sister, but my mate of mine had got a younger sister. who used to talk about being a nightmare, and I felt like I was missing out a bit. So I <laughs> pretended I had one, and <laughs> such was my low quality lying that his sister was called Trisha, and so was mine. <laughs> I couldn't even come up with a different name. <laughs> you know those things like when they're signing the hotel register and people do write Smith, because when it comes to it, you have a sort of a... Oh, uh-huh. And you write Mr and Mrs Smith. It was like that. I lied and said we had 17 bedrooms, and we had three. Why did I lie? I think we three know why you lied. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wanted people to think I was richer than I was. Exactly. Oh, well, at least, at least I've changed. That's all um, right. So, <laughs> so, anyway, so it's me at the school gate. Whereas I now claim I've got three. Oh. In order to be a man of the people, but in fact right. I've got 17. Yeah. Well, you're saying in order to be a man of the people in order to save on that bedroom tax. Um, <laughs> basically, I'm, I'm at this place, I'm thinking, oh, school play, because I know my own school plays. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't very high tech. This, do you want to know, instead of the Christmas nativity, do you know what they were doing? Stephen Sondheim musical. Lovely. <laughs> How middle class is that? Excellent. Which one? Into the Woods. Lovely. Mm. Um, they had Radio Mike, those Madonna flesh-coloured no. headsets. No. They all had those. It was so state-of-the-art. Wow. The costumes are incredible. Although I was relieved, because I want to see those slightly amateurish school play <clears throat> touches. And I was very relieved. What well, I think it was one of the princes or something. He had wellies and a tracksuit bottoms <laughs> oh, okay. instead of the britches. Yeah. That was reassuring. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. oh, Miss Saigon next year. There <laughs> <laughs> was a 15-piece orchestra. Blimey! Wow. Uh, <laughs> was this a state school? No. Okay. <clears throat> but, um, well, rather really? brilliantly, <laughs> he was there, I can say this. Uh, one of the parents there is Dave Arnold, the musical director of the uh, Olympics. Wow. So I didn't know there was such a thing. Yes, but I felt very sorry for the, the guy playing the piano there at the school. That's quite pressure, him looking over your shoulder. You yeah. Li- yeah. Yeah. Um, but Honey was very good. She was absolutely brilliant. And I was relieved. I cried, though. 
And she turned around afterwards and she said, one of my friends said, who is that woman sobbing next to your mother? I mean, oh, that was me. No. See, that, she'll be teased about that until she's uh, 20. I know, but oh, she really? sang really beautifully and I was very moved. That's I'm sorry, nice what can I do? Sobbed. I went to see my son's nativity play yesterday. How was it? Six years old and there was a woman about eight feet away from me that was sobbing from the start and I thought, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> All right, it's not great. But I, I think you'll find she was a lace curtain alcoholic. <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. So I'm at my goddaughter's school play. Mm. I say school play, like it's a nativity in a barn. It's a it's Stephen actually, Sondheim musical. It's a with, Sondheim uh, with full production values. <laughs> Fifteen-piece orchestra. Yeah. Wow. Um, at one point, though, a little girl, must have been about <clears throat> 11, she approached me. She said, do you want a hot dog? No. I said, carbohydrates? <laughs> no, I can't. Down. I thought, well, I'll buy one to be nice. Yes. <laughs> she said, £7.50. What? I said seven fifty. Are you joking? Did you round it up to ten because it's nearly Christmas? Yeah. She looked like she was going to cry as well. And then I said, honestly, are you sure it's seven fifty, darling? Are you sure you haven't got the price wrong? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try that in in posh restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure, darling? To, to the waiter, are you sure you haven't got that wrong, darling? <laughs> Eventually, I was sort of negotiating a deal with her. She said it's seven fifty. I said seven pounds. You sure it's seven pounds fifty? Do you yeah. think someone had written down two pound fifty and just like it? Not I got thought the she was eleven. Bit. She'd made <clears> a mistake. Yeah. She said honestly, it's seven pounds fifty. I thought she was going to cry, so I, I don't thought want it's her worth the money. When dealing I know. With you. Yeah. I know. I think I was ripped off by that child. Yeah. <laughs> she probably just bought it for two pounds fifty. <laughs> yeah. Mark it's the Hampstead gangs we've been hearing about, Frank. You tried it. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, um... Hampstead, the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think... I was so pleased for Honey because she got a good part and I was very relieved she was good because mm-hmm. I had a few disappointments when I was younger. I'm talking about the play now. But you were a child star. <laughs> well, I was, but this was the problem. The pressure was on. Mm. Oh, so right. when I did... My mum was always a bit disparaging about the school plays. She went, oh, darling, amateurs, she used to say when I had to do the school plays. Yeah. She used to call it, she used to go, oh, don't do all that drama stuff. She said, when I went to university, she went, oh, it's like the Barclays Bank players. You don't want to do that. I uh-huh. said, oh, I think it's good doing the Amdram. But I auditioned for Midsummer Night's Dream at school. Mm-hmm. I got. I wanted to be Titania. Mm. I was so excited. I walked up, a look on that list. It said Emily Dean slash bottom. <laughs> I've never, I was really upset. Mm. Steady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said that on a few websites since. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, but then I realised an important lesson. Mm-hmm. I got more out of um, the laughs you got more than out I did of after just looking pretty. You got more out of your bottom than you would have <laughs> out of... Uh, thank you. Where are those girls now? Out of your Titania. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They were, it was all Titania and bottoms in those. Um, it was. It in was. Those, uh, which is the Latin version, I believe. Oh. Yes, it's, I was... Um, I remember we, we were uh, doing Oliver at our school... <laughs> And um, for some reason, I think it was some. It was it was going to be filmed for oh, some local lovely. local um, thing. Not the whole thing, but there was going to be an extract. Surely the news. 
Well, I don't know, a night, a night Midlands, TV. Midlands like, Tonight. Yeah, Midlands Back something. then, yeah. th- things were filmed for the news. They weren't filmed for social media websites. No. Like yeah, yeah. My son's nativity yesterday started with a warning, oh, we're, we're happy for you to film it, but just for your own personal use, please don't upload it to social media websites. Yeah. And... Like when when I was doing school plays, it would have been the news. That would have been the only way that anybody mm. could have. Or well, somebody with a camera the size of a suitcase. Be, we weren't often filmed for the news. Usually, it was just the parents. Yeah, there was that riot. <laughs> what our Keith, half filled for lamppost, <laughs> and the headline in the local paper: "You'd swarm like locusts." Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Somebody grabbed his leg, so he kicked out to stop, and it was he kicked a policeman's hat off. That was a mistake. <laughs> Oh, dear. And then there was our, t- our Terry. They wouldn't serve him in a pub, and they had a whole row, a g- row after row, row of glasses drying. He just walked down the bar with his arm and smashed about 40 glasses. Uh, headline in the uh, Smethic Telephone, the local newspaper, youth has smashing time. <laughs> anyway, it's... Your family uh, were always referred to as youths. Ah, <laughs> oh, youths. Absolute... Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The, the school place, where were we? Oh, yeah. I, oh, Oliver. Oh, yeah. Oliver, Oliver. <laughs> Roy Hodgson. When I see someone the witch, both my hands. Unfortunately, I was one of the workhouse boys. <laughs> Uh, and what happens? We're in the play. We are, <laughs> what, what were you in the play? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the play, I was um, Lord Bertie Topham. Nice. Mm. I made that up. He was actually a local wrestler. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> he was. Yeah. Was he? he used to, was he a friend yes. of the family. He used to outrage the audience at uh, Symbol Mill Swimming Bats, where the wrestling at. He used to he used to wear a monocle and a top hat, and he had a valet. I'm sure he wasn't posh. Mm. I'd put money on it. <laughs> but he used to come on and say, uh, can I, what's an awful smell? I believe it's working class, people. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't me? <laughs> and uh, and they, you know, you basically, I think you nicked his act. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, of course, they used to be absolutely outraged by it, which you know, they, they loved. Anyway, um, so uh, we had a rehearsal for Oliver. Mm. And um, I didn't, I forgot about it. I just forgot <gasps> about the rehearsal. Oh. So the teacher the next day said, Fear of Where success. on earth were you last night? And I wasn't old enough or um, wise enough to know that an excuse for not turning <laughs> up isn't, I forgot. <laughs> Is that what you said then? So I said, oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, Frank. And what did they um, say? So he said, well, you know what? You can forget all about it. You're not in it <gasps> anymore. And he said, um, he said to me, he said, you've missed your chance to be on television. <gasps> well, <laughs> I hope he's listening. Mm. Yeah. I don't think he will be. He'll be watching telly. No, I left him in a shallow grave. <laughs> in, uh, in, frankly, a local uh, beauty spot. <laughs> anyway. What about when we had to do a play by the trendy drama? T- he had, like, a denim waistcoat and he was called Bob. He said, call me Bob. He's just not looking at me as if we had to do a play. Me no, and you, I, d- as I don't a child, remember. He wrote this. a play about the nuclear holocaust. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So. Where were we? Oh, my school play written by Bob. Right. The yes. drama teacher. The about the holocaust. Call me Bob. Denim waistcoat, scarf, little scarfy around the neck. I can imagine. Um. 
He wrote. He did own stuff. He wrote his own play. Did he wear those shirts with no collars on? Yeah, mandarins. So like, yeah. yeah, terrible abuse of power though. Writing own material. Yeah. <laughs> well, not if it had been brilliant. It was about the nuclear holocaust. I was eight years old playing a radiation victim. Okay. It's not appropriate. Well, I was survivor three. Oh, you're worried about the billing? <laughs> is that what it is? It's not the inappropriate. Yeah, but where are survivors one and two now? Yeah, how long did they manage? Uh, they're also on Frank and Frankly, the shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you drive fast in the night, the radiation emanates from the ground. They look like cat sides. <laughs> um, were you a cockerel? Were you ever a well, you're star? An act, you're an actor by trade. Yeah, I am now, yeah. I've gone from Amdram to professional. Thank you, thank you. Did you do um, school plays then? Prodra. I did, I did. Uh, I did um, West Side Story was the first thing I was in. Oh! Yeah. Oh, Frank, yep. I can see him in that. Yep. Were you a jet or a... Uh, uh, I, I was a jet. Jets and sharks. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Sharks. He was a jet. Yeah, when you you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. I've, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Um, yeah, that's Freddie Lankers. Um, <laughs> and someone showed me a photograph of, uh, of me in it last year. I went to do a thing that was... Um, that there was people there that had like been involved in the school and they showed me this photo of me standing up on a, on a box mm. to do the song dressed as a jet and I looked like a little girl and I didn't know that at the time <laughs> really? I genuinely didn't know that as a teenage boy I looked like a little girl I was really unaware were of that Were you playing a little girl? No, I was playing a man <laughs> okay. I was playing a jet. A tough man as well a, Yeah, I was playing a boy I suppose um, but Do you think being honest looking back do you think you were the star of that you know, were you like no. hot, were no, you recognisably was... hot talent at that age? No and I still don't really? think that people say that. <laughs> you see, I only ever had one big part, and that was uh, Judge Danforth in The Crucible, which I've spoken about <laughs> hey, I mean, before. And it's my favourite thing ever. And Emily's uh, re response to that. And I've always thought that was less to do with my ability and more to do with the shabby nature of the West Midland School's casting system. Um. Really? Where I think I was... One teacher told me I was too disruptive for a main part. <laughs> I got told that a lot. Did yeah, you uh, yeah. forget to go to any rehearsals for The Crucible, Don't or did you go to them all? <laughs> <laughs> but they're not familiar with the rabble-rouser yeah. actor. I mean, that's a, that's a long <laughs> yeah. tradition. You, I didn't you know Colin what, Frank? Farrell read your biography and yeah. think, I'm having a go at that. I the rabble-rouser so. actor. I hope you call them Philistines. I was the infant Richard Harris. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is... Uh, Frank's kid, you're right. I was just clearing my throat no, and you've fine. turned the mic back on. Well, you know, we have to carry on with the show. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on 812.15, follow us on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email us through the Absolute Radio website. Dub, 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 slash. <laughs> Relax. Uh, I've cleared my throat, so now I can uh, begin what I wanted to discuss with you, which is uh, there's a story in the paper that says it's cute. The paper says cute letter to John Lewis as about this oh. little girl oh, that yeah. sent an apology to John Lewis because she broke a bauble and she didn't admit it at the was time. It, was it a little girl? Yeah, exactly. She sent the bauble remains. She sent and was it £2, two pound pounds. coins? She never tape. sent them the remains. I think she left them on the floor, oh, didn't she? Okay. Or, I don't know, maybe I've misunderstood well, I don't know. this whole... there's a photo of the remains. Oh, that was the Daily Mail helping us out. Oh, so we, could ima <laughs> we couldn't imagine no, a broken bauble. But what was that the Daily Mail that. did? Was it captioned, a broken bauble, comma, yesterday? Maybe that's what it said. It was just yeah. a generic library shot, you see. I think it might have been, yeah. a library shot of a broken bauble? It's a library shot of everything. Now. Yeah. yeah. 
But imagine the yes. guys. Uh, Steve, we're going to need a broken bauble. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Martin, can you nip down? Just get, no one. No, I don't want it. One bauble and break it. Break it on something light. Get <laughs> something light. Maybe get red, blue. Okay, great. It's going to have to be ten minutes. Okay, great. <laughs> I love your office. She sent them two pounds, sellotaped inside the letter, and uh, and everyone's saying, "Oh, this is so cute." And then there was people trying to find her. There was a Twitter. Faith, they said she was called Twitter hashtag Find Faith, which I thought could you know that yes, could have been the family. Pope's. Only this country could. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The Pope was a famous Twitterer for a while. He could have done hashtag our Find po- Faith. Couldn't our pontifex. Get more. No, I'm followers. actually very fond of this new Pope. The new pontiff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying his work. Anyway, that's another story. Yeah. Hashtag new pontiff. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like this girl. If she is a girl, I think she Ooh, might be an adult. I, hope she's not listening. I don't like her. I don't, I don't I'm admitting it. I don't like her. Why she don't shops you like in her? John Lewis. She sends thank you letters. She's five. I was, I was 35 before I did either of those things. She's five and she can sp- spell bauble. Yeah, That's suspicious. This is a parent, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Do you think it is? It's a parent thinking if I send a cute letter about a bauble that was never even broken in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then oh. um, I'll get and and someone from what will they get from someone from John Lewis? We wanted to find her because we wanted to offer her maybe a gift. You can choose something from the store. Result? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the parents? Then the greed starts to come out when they go on the spree. I think she'll be in the uncle's divan. That's my <laughs> theory. I think the whole thing is a scam. Um, but I. Uh, what? what? Producer's got a head in her hands. I don't know what that's all about. No, that's a default setting these days on this show. But it's right. It's I, right. You, Listen, if it was... you spell bauble when you were five? Yeah, but I'm hardly the typical case. I could smell Malcolm Muggeridge I could spell when I was five. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't even know the word bauble, I don't think. OK. Um, were you very poor? <laughs> also, if she'd sent the remains of the bauble... Mm-hmm. That would be pointless because the two quid is to cover the cost of the bauble. The remains surely are now hers. Yeah, she's bought the broken remains. Somebody um, tweeted to say, "Yes, I did. I saw a child um, break a bauble in John Lewis." Oh yeah. Um, did you believe yeah. them? Well, if they're telling the truth, and they did what about it? Nothing. Could they not have made a citizen's arrest? <laughs> that would have been the perfect time for the Frank. rugby tackle followed by citizen's arrest, wouldn't it? Frank, this that's would awful. be zonal marking, as I spoke <laughs> about before, that an adult is a child uh, misbehave and you can step in. We are, you know, we are neighbourhood watch as You're far right. as the, the next Society's generation. Society has crumbled concerned. since zonal marking has crumbled. It, I don't know. I like the idea that she went home and was ripped up with guilt and decided to... Uh, yeah, but didn't your parents... There is hope for the Catholic Didn't church. your parents make you go back to stores if you'd t- taken something and apologise? I was forced to do that. They mm. didn't do that, no. I had to take... I stole some glue from a hardware store. Oh. It was just random kleptomania. I don't okay. know why I did it. I just yeah. thought it would be fun. And my mum made me take it back and apologise and we had to rehearse what I was going to say. Uh-huh. I have a feeling this story's going to have a sticky end. Is that right? (laughs) It went well. The gig went well. (laughs) I was pleased with it. Uh, It's tricky at first, patchy in places. And did they give you a choice of anything from there? No, he was Australian and he was quite angry. He said, where's the merchandise? (laughs) Really? Yeah. What, the glue? So you never took the glue back? No, I took the glue back. I did take it back, but at that I'd said the speech, but I hadn't handed over the merchandise. So he said, where's the merchandise? See, he was a materialist. (laughs) He, 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 he deserved to be stolen from. 
Frank Skinner. discussed earlier on, uh, you, I think you told a showbiz anecdote about Jack Benny being uh, famously frugal, mm. Mm. Um, which, you know, resonated with me. And uh, and now I have even more resonation. Hello, Frank. Uh, well, if you'd been in the other gang you, in West Side Story, you would have been frugal, Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hello, Frank. Mid-1960s, I occasionally had to deliver travel-slash-theatre travel tickets to Jack Benny's palatial flat in Piccadilly. Lucky oh, marvellous. Those are, I love when people lived in Piccadilly. Yeah. yeah. His butler always handed me a fiver tip in an envelope. Fiver. Fiver then. Uh, that paid for a whole week of marquee club tickets. So, wow. So for so much for him being tight with cash, Brian brackets love to Emily. That's nice. Oh, thanks, Brian. Um, this is uh, so absolute radio exploding the Jack Benny <laughs> fist in with. <laughs> and now I feel like I am on the same bit of the vi- Venn diagram as Jack Benny. The uh, people who were famously frugal but actually weren't. Well, that remains <laughs> to be seen. You're not giving fiver tips now. <laughs> when no. a fiver is, I tipped the car wash men five pounds the other day. Yeah. Five full pounds. Where was that again? Was it down at the car wash? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely disgusting is a new channel that they're working on. It's just Frank um, singing car wash. Frank, I've got an email. Okay. What okay, I'm not going to read it out necessarily. No, no this is from Jordan. You're Jordan's, kidding me. Jordan says, morning all. I have a leaking tap in the bathroom. I was wondering if Alan had any DIY tips on how to fix it after his sublime DIY skills with the sink a few weeks ago. was a good tip, wasn't it? If you've got a blocked sink, pour a boiling hot kettle down it, because often it's cold fat that's solidified. Oh, I've forgotten about that tip. That is good. It's a genuinely good tip. Mr Mossel, that's the thing to get down there. Yeah, but he can't always get out to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I would say... uh, I'm really glad you've asked, Jordan, because I'm very good at a lot of DIY um, and a leaky tap. The saying goes, you can't use a hammer to crack a nut, but you can use a hammer to fix a leaky tap, I find. He's rehearsed this. He's trying to get his own DIY show on Absolute Radio, Just smash it. Just really smash at it, and if that doesn't fix it, then uh, your insurance will cover it and you can get a man in you. Lovely. Glad to be a help. Any other questions? My mum used DIY to say. Related. My mum used to say, "Don't drink straight out of the tap." I mean, you know, without using a reset. Just get oh, your did na- she? You know, uh-huh. when you get your mouth under the tap. In yeah, the yeah, sink. yeah. Don't do that because sometimes um, slogs come out whole. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be the rust inside. That doesn't that sound remotely like an old wives' tale. <laughs> No, <laughs> the good thing. And Had the, she I seen think a what, horror film? Did she say never a borrower nor a lender be? Clearly, <laughs> she hadn't seen a horror film. But if I just give you the context, it's when I used to get up um, when I'd had such a night's drinking the night before. My hands were shaking that much I couldn't hold the tumbler, so I used to have to drink straight out of the tap to uh, rehydrate. Oh. So you know, it's a pretty domestic scene. But I've got a squirty tap. Um, in that when Good you, for you. When you, you switch, the doctor about this. When you switch it on, it, instead of the nice downward jet, it sort of goes shooting out to one side. Is this in the new house? And, no, no, this oh. is in... Uh, in oh, the, you need to move on, turn a page, One of the other love. portfolio properties. Exactly. <laughs> and I've, I've probed at that tap and it's still squirty. And I'm thinking there could be a slog lodged yeah. at yeah. the top. Oh. So any... Uh, Just chuck some salt up there, that would be my advice. Well, I don't, I've always thought that was a bit cruel. 
Well, you have to be cruel to be kind if you want water. You don't have to be cruel to be kind. In what way is death? This is is a myth. Is is death kind? And also, you can be kind. People that live there because they then get water again. Proper. You definitely can be kind without being cruel. (laughs) I'm I'm going to do it any minute now. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Here's um, on the uh, Absolute Radio book club. Oh, mm. nice, yeah. Which oh, we yeah. don't have. I still haven't listened to well, that Steve Jobs one that you gave me last week. Well, that's we? precisely yeah. why we don't have the Absolute Radio book club. You haven't even started it yet. It's, it's only been a week. I've had other stuff going. I've been alphabetizing my CDs. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been alphabetizing my spaghetti. I'm eating it. I'm eating it in order. Lovely. Yes, lovely. It's caused a horrible tension between you, that Steve Jobs. <laughs> um, well, we'll see how we go. He could, actually, he, did, he could have just given me back. I have no obligation to accept. No obligation. Oh. Like it's a I've been browsing eBay for like, No it. obligation to accept. You're like the MD of Wonga.com. What I did, I um, I read my first ever Agatha Christie novel. Oh, did you now have? you're talking Well, about you language. and I were perusing in the bookshop, weren't we? Yes. Well, see, I read that she'd written the best crime novel of all time. It was voted by some crime writer. Which one is it? It's called the the. I think it's called the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Yes, I know that. I've oh, read that. Yeah. I've read that. But let's but let's not. Yeah. No spoiler alert. No spoilers. No, we There's won't. a bit of a twist. I think it's safe to say. But we won't. We won't give. No? There's always a bit of a twist. Yeah. I think in an, in an AC. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I hadn't Air read conditioning one. unit. I, I had quite a strong sense, you know, of what it what it would be like, and it was like that. Right. It was. It's a Poirot. She Is did. it? I yeah. love a Poirot. Oh, he's no longer with us. Poirot. Why? What's happened? The, well, in the TV series, the TV he died, series. didn't he? Yeah, oh yeah, god, I thought I thought DJ had gone down. <laughs> <laughs> Bad week for it, wouldn't it? For as far as publicity is concerned, <laughs> I'd I'd delay the DJ announcement to give so he gets his due desserts. DJ DS Jacoby, isn't it? Oh, David no, Suchet. Oh no, <laughs> terrible error. Jacoby's cad file. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. I got my TV <laughs> detectives mixed up. Jacoby's got the gone. yeah. He's got the little haircut and the the hoodie, the brown hoodie like yours. I know. I've, I can picture him now. Yeah. It's just actors, actors mould into actors of that generation. That's what they do. Well, lucky you weren't ever at my house then. Yes. Anyway, um, Suchet. Oh yeah. yeah. No thanks. Love a Poirot, by the way. <laughs> love it. <laughs> you no love thanks. I'm not a fan of Japanese. I've never, wa- I've never watched a, a, a Poirot. I've TV. read the books. My grand got me into the books when I was. So a... have you read the Murder of Roger Ackroyd? I would imagine so. Yeah. I've, I've read, read it, all, and he doesn't care that I've read it. I know. No, no points but to you. Obviously, wouldn't it be great if all three of us had read the same book? Oh, we not have. Really. I might anyway. revisit it on audiobook. Well, there's my point. Okay. Although I've got a Steve Jobs one way. Here's my point, and no names, no patrol. Mm. Um, <laughs> I um, no names, no mandrills, as they say in the uh, Noah's Ark. <laughs> uh, that pub. <laughs> I got the murderer about two thirds of the way through. Did you? No. I didn't, now, Frank. No, you see, I once hit an IQ test, but you'll boast about solving <laughs> a. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know if I am boasting. A low-rate crime oh, really? novel. I don't know if I'm. It's not low-rate. It's, it's the, the best, best crime one. novel of all time. Says who? Says the Crime Writers Association. Well, yes, I always trust their opinion on Silver everything. Silver Dagger. Is that what they're called? I think it might be actually. Yeah. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, the Silver Dagger says that. Um. Anyway, so I thought. Well, now is that? Is that? A, a, a plus for me? Is it a failing in the book? Oh, mm. 
does it mean that the book has been so carefully crafted that one can give an, uh, you know, the right amount of um, nous mm. um, work it out? Hang on, I'll just Google that. Well, just it's hard to talk about what happened, tell me those obviously. Words again. It's the, yeah, no, we can't no, really go there. Because I, I, I urge people to read it, because I'd yeah. like to know then when they, when they get it, if they get it at all. I like the simplicity of the title. Murder, so it just tells you what's going to happen. Why aren't they all yeah. called? The murder of Why Roger aren't Ackroyd? every one of her books called <laughs> The Murder Of? And then she could have had all the covers printed just with dot, 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 and they could have filled the names in. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. But I am, I am now um, tempted to try another. I think that. Why don't you try that? We saw one called Ask a Policeman. We thought that was a great title for a novel. Ask a Policeman. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried that I might bite when I open it. It's just the time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I am tempted because it's you know they say it's an easy read, yeah. but I did find myself looking forward to. Uh, mm. Well, we've talked, I think, before about how there's there's a joy to a page-turner, isn't there? A pacey thriller. The, that thing of knowing what you're going to get out of a book is, is extremely pleasing if, if you like that thing. Yes. You know, it's like listening to an Eels album. If you like one, you like them all. They're all the same, aren't they? Mm-hmm. He's right. It's, it's one of my favourite analogies to use. <laughs> <laughs> it's not used nearly enough. I May think. I recommend The Mirror Cracked? By Eels. Um, no, by Agatha Christie. No, no. That's a good one, Frank. You'll like that. The Mirror yeah. Cracked. Yeah, that's your next one. Okay. Who's that? Nigella Lawson. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. We've got some advice. Sorry. Oh, what's to cut you advice? off in your prime, That's Corporal. Fine. But Danny Woodland's re-drinking straight out of the tap and slugs coming out. Mm. Um, oh, uh, D- Danny Woodland says, only drink out of a tap straight off the mains. I'm a heating engineer and have found pigeons and all sorts in cold water tanks. Oh. So there's a little bit of advice for I'd you from to, Danny. I'd love to know what some of the all sorts... Licorice. He doesn't actually mean pigeons and licorice all sorts, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Heston Blumenthal's just round the corner going, these all make a nice <laughs> oh, yeah. dish. Well, actually, when I went to um, the Fat Dock, is it called? Might be, yeah. His yeah. restaurant? Mm. Um, I had um, salmon covered in licorice. Oh, it's lovely, that one. In a casing of licorice. That's where he gets I his ideas. It. It's from uh, people's cold water tubs. Also, Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Marcus has tweeted us, Frank, instead of dub-dub-dub, a friend in IT at the Bank of England says triple-dub. Triple-dub. Triple-dub, That's yeah. very friend in IT at the Bank of England, isn't it? Is that quicker than www or World Wide well, Web? I kind of like triple it, though. Triple-dub, triple World dub. Wide Web. Yeah. It's because it's like doodler. It's a bit like a drum roll. Da-da-da-da. Triple-dub. Anyway. Pop music. Triple-dub. Pop music. I believe we're going to go to email corner. Or are we staying in the no, I don't jazz mind. corner? I don't mind that. Um, yes, email corner. Let me see now. I have it. Email corner. The card is off. <laughs> yeah, I've got something on underneath this week. Webcam, yeah, that's true. Webcam viewers. Um, uh, hi Frank, read George Formby's actual windows he was cleaning are for sale. Uh, just wondered if this link may be of interest to you. I'm restoring George Formby's boat and I'm selling the windows. And oh. then there's a link I see, to, yeah. to I purchase would, the windows. I would have bought these, but I've just spent 20 grand on a lamppost. Oh, no. <laughs> for the new house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The boat is called uh, Lady Beryl. Yeah, I think they were all called... 
Uh, the house was called Beryl Dean. His wife is called Beryl. Oh, yeah. You may have guessed. Yeah, I know about Famously, Beryl. Um, she was quite formidable, Famously I formidable wife, wasn't yes. she, Beryl? She, she was formidable. Mm. Um, starting bid, £21 at the moment. No. Yeah. £7 postage. For the windows? No. Yeah, 21 for the windows, £7 for the postage. I'm surprised that it's only £7 to post windows. Surely they need quite a lot of packaging in eBay terms. They've only asked for seven quid. Wow. Oh. I think whoever's selling this has diddled themselves on the postage. They could have uh, rounded that up to 15 or 20 even. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like being you? <laughs> it's like this. Well, if it's only going to be... very tw- like this. <laughs> if it's only going to be 21 quid, I might, I might get it interested. How many days left? Oh, I don't know. I have oh, to check that. Oh. Can you check? No, it's all right. Well, well I could check, but that would be a pain. When I was um, tidying my... Windows? Uh, Pin. <laughs> oh. oh, tough crowd. Oh, that was excellent. Mm. Um, I uh, when I was um, going through my belongings to move house, mm-hmm. I found um, a, a hair from Elvis's horse. You didn't. Yeah. That's what was it horse. like then? <laughs> um, what was it like? Mm. Oh, it was equine in the oh. extreme. <laughs> was it, it in was a little... pale. It was like, I, I think it was a, some sort of palomino. How is it presented in a little plastic <laughs> incident bag? It's in a sachet. It's oh, in a, a, sachet. Plas- a plastic um, a, a sachet. You've got hair in a sachet. Gone back to windows again. How much is that worth, then? Well, I don't know. I mean, someone sent it me as a gift. Mm. That's um, worth money. Is it verifiable? Is it? Well, it'd be tricky to verify. I mean, I don't know if Elvis's DNA would have made the horse hair. No. no. But it's still it's nice to have it. Frank, Rick Chapman has texted, when you say you got the murderer two-thirds of the way through, did you just guess who it was or how they'd done it with all the clues, etc.? That's oh, from Rick. That's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm going to come back to that. That's a big question. I think, well, I think we'll all agree. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. And there was a question. Yeah, can you answer this gentleman's question? Um, this is from Rick. He says, Frank, when you... Well, I'm not going to repeat the entire thing again, but you said you'd got the murderer two-thirds of the way through. He mm. wants to know, was that entirely guesswork or did you do it you, by the use of clues? Well, I didn't get every, every detail of the of the murder, but um, I... Uh, I get... Yeah, I, I, I thought, well, it's a bit strange, dot, dot, dot. And, but they never mentioned dot, dot. And once you've got... And like I said, I don't really read this kind of stuff, but I found once I'd got my in the frame... Sorry, we're acting like you've cracked the Enigma code. <laughs> what I, I did. Oh, well, you know, you didn't get it. I didn't don't get, get it, bitter. <laughs> um, but I... Uh, then you start checking everything that happened. You think, yeah, that still doesn't exclude my... That still doesn't exclude my one. And mm. carry on like that. Did if- you have a pad and paper? <clears throat> you- I had a trench coat. It <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have worked for Poirot. But you I, didn't scribble, you just did it all in your no, head. No, like, all in my head. It doesn't count down where you myself thinking about your workings it. out. I thought about it in the day, you know. Did that you? That was a bit odd, that bit where... Um, blah, oh, blah. Right, yes. Can I ask you a question? If you're watching a thriller with mm-hmm. a friend or a partner mm-hmm. um, or someone you want to have relations with, mm-hmm. um, do you sometimes... No, you're taking me back. <laughs> <laughs> do you... If I know who it is... It's difficult, because I don't want to do spoiler alert with them. It's not mm. spoiler alert, because I haven't seen it. But I also want it to make it absolutely clear from the start that I knew and I guessed it. Right. Do, you sh- do you say, oh, I think it's so-and-so? 
Yes, I think I do. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay, interesting. Because you're it's, you risk, you know, you're running a risk there, which is quite exciting. Because if it isn't, then you've you've been made to look foolish. Or if you say it's definitely, definitely the butler, and then it turns out to be the cook. I never stack definitely, <laughs> <laughs> as we know. Well, that was incredibly, I think, but definitely yeah. as well. I, I, I'm not good on. I don't like stacking much in uh, in, in my intensifying adverbs. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. Tune in next week to Absolute Grammar. That'd be good. Mm. My, she's an old lady. I don't know if she's going <laughs> to make it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I have an email here. Uh, I can't remember this, but uh, it says this week you mentioned that a quiet laugh is always a good answer. I don't remember you no, saying I'm that. I'm very anti a quiet laugh. <laughs> I like uproarious. Mm. Um, do you think he, do you think you actually said a quiet life and uh, somebody's just <laughs> misheard it? And quiet staff. Um, uh, he I, says, well, I, "This might have been one of my non-weeks when it was." Uh, no, I think it was you. Okay. Um, he says, "I'd have to challenge that." Many years ago, I worked in a now defunct DIY chain. Sad. You put some sad music under this. Texas. Mm. On my first day, I met a lovely no, Scottish don't text couple. Us. This is the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I met a lovely Scottish couple who became regular customers and always sought me out when they had hardware needs. And we mm. usually had a little laugh and joke in the way polite acquaintances do. A period of time passed without seeing them, which I noticed but paid little mind. When they returned again, I asked them where they'd been, as it had been an unusually long interval between visits. The gentleman replied, but I didn't quite hear what he'd said. So I just gave the sort of polite laugh you've suggested is always the right answer. As I was laughing, his smile seemed to drop, and as my understanding caught up with the conversation, I realised that he'd said he'd had a massive heart attack and had been in convalescence. Oh, no. In my panicked attempts to make it right, I suggested I thought he'd been joking, but he didn't seem to see <laughs> the funny side of his near-death experience. <laughs> he just looked a bit sad and hurt. I never oh. saw them again. Oh. oh, that's some stew, old stew. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's that man who laughed at my HA. Oh. <laughs> HA, that's the problem, isn't it? Ha! Yeah, exactly. That's what. That's where the confusion's come. Yeah, of course. Mm. Oh well, I um. Oh God, I remember a terrible one where the woman said to me, um, "Yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm going to uh, Barbados with uh, with my." I said, "With your what?" <laughs> and she said, "My girlfriend." And oh. I hadn't heard her say girlfriend. Um, <laughs> You know, it she was thought like, you were doing a Paxman. He's done that, what? You're, you're what? You disgust. She <laughs> thought it was that. <laughs> Horror. Oh, man, it was. And then, of course, I tried oh, to dig my way. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> oh, did you really overcompensate then as well? Well, yeah, because what could I say? Oh, I didn't hear what you... I want to think I did say I didn't hear what you said, but, of course, you right. believed that for one second. She thought my natural bigotry had come out. Yeah. Mm. My Lester bigotry. <laughs> um... <laughs> What I'd have said, I think, if the bloke had said I've had a mess, I'd have gone, yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> well, you've got a toss-up here. We can have uh, a, fi a final email of the day, or we can have a first-world problem which has been texted into us. What well, would you prefer? Time's, uh, time's a wasting. There's a lot of kisses I ain't have been tasting. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I'm going to get my share. <laughs> I'm not sure how that's answered your question, no. but I like the fact that let's do Let's do the first-world problem. Okay. This is from Kelly, who's a loyal subject. First Can I say, speaking of first world problems, earlier today, <laughs> Emily Dean said, my, my hair's so shiny, my my headphones won't stay on. <laughs> oh, Frank. 
Um, Kelly says, first world problem, Facebook makes me realise what a terrible person I am. <laughs> I don't know if this is a first world problem, but interesting <laughs> insight. When I see people I knew from school who are now, let's say, large, or boys I used to fancy with their not very attractive wives, I feel a sense of happiness. Excellent. This makes me realise that I'm not very nice. I might not find this out if it weren't for Facebook. Love you all, Kelly. Yeah, I think, Kelly, what you are is uh, a human being. (laughs) I think we all get great pleasure from these things. Mm. Remember when I was at school, the the fat boy was quite (laughs) an honoured role. They were quite Mm -hmm. um, thin on the ground. (laughs) They weren't. um, I love it when an ex is chunked up, though. Oh, Oh, it's mm -hmm. the best. Okay, so um, (laughs) Mark Crossley is coming up next. I'll give you some examples off air. (laughs) Um, and you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the, and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.